we got some company. You're going to get some answers about some of the things that uh, I know a lot of people in the community have been wanting to know more about. And instead of getting bits and pieces, we're going to get uh, the word straight from one of our county commissioners this morning. Yeah, John's in today. Tim's in today. We're going to talk a little bit here about uh, about the private versus county run Metro Park thing that's been going on for a while, and it's it's kind of been made it an issue. Uh, although it, to me, it doesn't appear like it should be an issue, but it is. And uh, as as we've got it, we got a couple commissioners that uh, seem to like they want to move forward a little bit in investigating this this private company uh, that would run the Metro Park facility. And, and John is kind of on the other side, wanting the county to retain control. And, and my first question, John, would be first of all, what what harm would it do? To check if uh, a county-run facility like Metro Park could could be run more efficiently, uh, uh, be more budget conscious uh, uh, that way. Um, what harm does it do to investigate just the possibility versus before we make a decision? No harm, Paul. In fact, I've never been an advocate of not investigating all of the the issues out there and all the opportunities for private or public management. My uh, intent from the start has always been to investigate both thoroughly because there are a lot of different venues and some of the big ones in Seattle and, and you know, uh, Las Vegas mm-hmm. probably are better privately managed. Some of the others, there's many, many publicly managed facilities that are excellent. We have one of them right here. And uh, if you look at the user group we got, Paul, they'll all tell you they're very happy with this. You know, um, I what's, hear what's a what's a user group? The people who, who rent who the rent facility. The facility. Oh, okay. Yeah. The promoters, concert guys, and all that kind of well, stuff. Well, okay. the, the Nile Chase Hawks, Four right. H. Oh, right. I mean, all of the people who rent the facility right. at different okay. times. Right. Uh, their opinion of Metro Park is very high. Mm-hmm. And you know, we talk about. I hear a lot of talk from my colleagues about we put two million dollars a year into Metro Park, but I put them on the spot and I said, well, what does that mean? Does that mean that you want a private manager to come in and eliminate that subsidy? And I can't get an answer. Mm-hmm. You know, and the bottom line is, Paul, we're not talking about privatization. Privatization, that would be like you rent your farm to me. I pay you a, a lease fee. Mm-hmm. I pay the taxes on it. And I worry about the make, making a profit. And I pay the capital. We're talking about third-party management here. Okay, mm-hmm. Third-party management is where you have a publicly owned facility paid for by the taxpayers and you have a private company come in and manage it and there's no downside for the private company because they're going to get a management fee plus bonuses on any increase in the profitability and that increase may come from parking fees increased costs in rent uh, reductions in permanent employees reductions in permanent benefits for the employees so if you look historically at the way these people approach the private management of public uh, buildings, there's a lot of part-time help in these Mm -hmm. privately run facilities that aren't necessarily the best thing for the public. Yeah, that's that. That's one of the problems I have with the issue. Is it? It is. It seems to me, and and you know which direction they go, it really doesn't matter to someone like me. But if it's going to be private, then it has to be all private. You 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 can't you can't have taxpayers supplementing the facility and paying the operational cost and everything, and let the management team come in and reap the benefits from that. 
without covering those costs. Well, well, Paul, in this model that you and I are talking about today, Mm -hmm. the management team takes a fee for managing. The taxpayers are responsible for all the capital items, all the parking lot repairs, everything that goes on down there. Owning the buildings, the mm-hmm. county is, is always going to own them. We're just mm-hmm. paying a management fee. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and the chamber's been very, very involved in this. And I kind of take exception to some of the chamber's statements. Uh, you know, they talk about our revenue picture not being good. Mm-hmm. And this is the same chamber that negotiated $30,000 in rental discounts for their fundraisers at Metro Park. So for them to take a shot at us not charging enough... That $2 million that we put into the Metropole, mm-hmm. that's what subsidizes 4-H. You know, we got uh, almost 500 4-H members down there. Mm-hmm. The whole Expo Center is filled with 4-H people for the entire fair, and we pay for that. And they fill up the barns, and their egg is the number one business in Yellowstone County. We subsidize the Nile, the Chase Hawks. Most dirt events that go down there because... People that rent the facility cannot mm-hmm. afford to pay the cost that it would if we charge them actual cost for everything. Mm-hmm. They couldn't rent it, and you'd lose all of those opportunities. That's you know, t- t- to me that that's a whole different animal though, because um, we're talking about subsidizing other people's recreational opportunities. And 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 you were mentioning about um, uh, you know the two million dollar investment that Metro Park makes, but it brings back a uh, hundred and some million dollars because of hotels and restaurants, and, sure. and the, which which I get, Retail. but but wh- why that? I mean, we don't we don't subsidize we don't subsidize agriculture in Yellowstone County, and it brings in hundreds of millions. We don't subsidize our medical corridors, and they bring in hundreds of millions. But yet we feel like we have to subsidize recreation when actually. When you think about it, the users and the recreationalists and the concert goers should be the ones who are paying the bill for the recreational facility and not go back on the taxpayers. So so what what is what is the budget? What is the total budget? Cuz I when I was looking up to, is, is, he's the guy. Yeah. Uh, Tim, what's what's the budget? Uh, is it what like nine to ten million a year? Is that where we it's are? It's about eight or nine million dollars a year. Right eight now. or nine million yeah. dollars a year. So, and how much revenue do we generate every year? Uh, in twenty twenty two, the operating income loss was about eight hundred thousand, which is the the le- the smallest amount that we can find. So we have thirty eight years of records going mm-hmm. all the way back to what ninety. Five, I think. Because mm-hmm. so we we lost about eight hundred grand, and uh, we we used nine million. Let's just say taxpayer dollars to to subsidize the recreational facility. Okay, so do you have do you have any numbers on on uh, revenue projections? If we had private management, do you have any? Is are there any revenue projections available for that? We haven't discussed that. We haven't got no. that far yet. They've never given us anything like that. What they do is they they give us performance numbers from what they consider similar facilities Mm -hmm. across the country. The big difference that we have at Metro Park, though, is that our staff also runs, you know, the biggest county fair in the region. Mm -hmm. And there's no other facilities that do that. We just came off of it now where you get a month's worth of hours in 10 days. Mm -hmm. And then you come back on Monday and you're back to regular business again. Mm -hmm. So that's an apples to oranges comparison most of the time. 
and they haven't given us projections based on what they think they can do in terms of reducing the investment or the subsidy, whichever one you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Because the, you know, the once again the recreational industry is a is a totally different animal because first of all that's that's a. Uh, discretionary spending on the consumer. It's not something that's necessary. It's not something that they have to have like gasoline or food in, in, in that regard. So um, to, to, to be able to run a government entity as efficiently and budget conscious as we can with, with the concern for the taxpayer is the mo- most important issue. Not 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 recreational opportunity. Well, I think the well, other not, one is most. You, you know, now, Paul, I think you're kind of talking about the mission statement and the reason that Metro Park was right. was built, mm-hmm. and that's very important. And I think people across the country need to recognize that none of these facilities, whether they're in Las Vegas or anywhere, are built by private funds because there is no possibility that anyone could build a metro park like it is on 180 acres Mm -hmm. and put up the arena and the pavilion and the expo center and charge enough rent or fees to make taxes available and profit available. You price everybody out of the market. So metro park was sold to the public as the economic engine for the community and that's where the 150 million dollars a year of revenue comes in Mm -hmm. and that's why it's taxpayer built and funded i think i I just challenge you to go around in the country and find me a building like that or a facility like that that wasn't funded by the taxpayers Mm -hmm. and then you know we're just talking about transfer of funds because some of the people that come in like sioux falls i think they say they don't put any money into their tax money into their facility well, I think they have a recreational tax on their ticket fees. Mm-hmm. And so if, you, if you're if you more of an advocate of transferring more of the cost to the public and to 4-H and to some of these user groups that, that benefit the, you know, the exchange club, huge benefit to the community that we don't do. They put mm-hmm. money into kids. 4-H, biggest, builds great little adults, you know, teaches them uh, accountability, teaches them responsibility, uh, teaches them how to talk in a public setting. Mm-hmm ag-related, ag background, and, you know, that's one of the things I've been a huge supporter of. I don't want to see that go away, and I don't want to see it priced out of the market. How come uh, How come we can't make a profit at Metro Park? Why Why do we lose money at that facility then? Why is it, is it poor management? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, why? Why can't we? Why can't, why can't that sustain itself? Well, I think to Commissioner Oslin's point, the mission statement for Metro Park nowhere says that Metro Park should make a profit. Mm-hmm. That's not what it's all about. It's all about raining down money on the county. That's what our goal is, and that's what our mission is. If the mission is changed and the county commissioners come to me and they say, hey, Tim, I'm going to give you three years to eliminate the investment or the subsidy or whatever you want to call it to zero. Mm-hmm. That's something that we can probably do. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of uh, tools that we have in our kit, but that's never been a directive that's been given to us. It's a new one that's on the table now. Because the facility, the facility is paid for. It is. The facility is paid for. Right. So we owe no more on the on on the facility, the buildings, the property, nothing. So it's costing us nine to ten million to operate it. Um, it would seem that you know, fiscally responsibly, we should be generating that revenue to operate the facility, even if we break even. 
Um, because we have other things that we need besides recreational facilities. We have a jail system that is far overcrowded and have no room to put these guys on the streets. They could use an expansion. They could use some extra revenue. And and how can we come up with that if we're losing a million dollars a year on our recreation? Uh, if we're, we're not generating the kind of revenue that we can for the county, again... Um, prioritizing these type of things. Um, so uh, th- 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 I think that's a main concern for folks when you have a facility like Metro Park and we lose money and it's costing us every year when we have these other needs. Well, that question, Paul, should not be directed to the met- Metro Manager. It should be directed to the Commission, and I'd be the one to take that because if you're advocating that we... Add a, because we can we can raise the revenue picture to whatever we want. The the commissioners are the ones responsible for the policies. Mm-hmm. We're the ones who set the policies, and we're the ones who actually administer them. Oh, Park. for for the metro park for the metro yeah, park for right. everything county runs. So right. we could eliminate that two million dollar subsidy. There's a lot of ways. You raise the rent. Mm-hmm. You know, you raise the ticket prices. Right. You add parking fees. So we we have the authority, and have always had the authority to do that. And the commissioners have never taken the move to do that. But eliminating that two million dollar subsidy, or in this case, last year it was only eight hundred thousand dollars, wouldn't be a hard deal if the commissioners want to make some tough decisions and raise the rent. Well, wouldn't that be wouldn't that be the way to do it then, and let let the users pay for the experience and the cost. Um, like everybody, like, uh, you know, we have two racetracks in Yellowstone County, and, and they can make it, you know, the, the BMP or the drag strip. And we have we have the pub station, and we have Alberta Bear that relies on donations and fundraising, and they can all, within their budget and within their business plan, make it profitable, pay their workers, keep the facilities upgraded, Um and they do that by the amount that they charge when you go to the dinner there, you buy a beer there, you go to the concert there. They do all of that through that type of budgeting and planning. Yeah. So wouldn't it be better uh, for that kind of approach with Metro Park to make sure that it's paying its way as we move on? Paul, that's, that's certainly an opportunity. I'm not opposed to looking at that. We've talked about it. I've asked my colleagues if they want to impose parking fees and do some of the other things before we go out for private management. Mm-hmm. So far, I haven't got an answer on that. But those those possibilities exist if we want to raise the fees out there to Metro Park. Mm-hmm. I think that will affect some of the things that you do. You know, it's amazing. This went on for a year, and my phone rings all the time, and I and I talk to people and say, "Listen, don't privatize." And, and their focus is a little more narrow. And they say, "I don't want it to be like Seattle, where it costs me nine hundred dollars to take my family to a ball game. Mm-hmm. We don't want to pay forty dollars for a pizza and sixteen dollars for a single drink and twenty five dollars for a double." Mm-hmm. So you, you're hearing from the public who says we don't want to do that, right. and there are a few who say that we do. So you know we. We have to balance that. that that's cor- that, and that's absolutely correct. But there's no reason uh, for anybody that has a home to have to have to pay taxes to keep recreational opportunity at a concert cheaper for other people. Um, yeah, well, and, con- and, the concerts are kind of a whole nother picture, yeah. and and if you talk about They're them, like. Well, they're not only profitable for the most part, but a lot of times when you have someone like George Strait come in, does three concerts in a row, mm-hmm. their their promoters say, we'll bring this to town, but you're going to subsidize us. Mm-hmm. I mean, they determine what the rental fee is going to be, and, and if you want them to come, 
and you want that economic engine in your community, you're going to pay them to come. Mm-hmm. So you don't have the opportunity to just overcharge on everything. Mm-hmm. They actually, Paul, always set the ticket prices, too. Yeah. So they're going to say, well, we're not going to allow you to put a $12 additional fee on that ticket for us. You know, this is this where we think the market is. And, you know, uh, not all of these, a lot of the concerts that we have are big revenue producers for us, and they're great for the community. Not all of them. So how, are things how does, that we do that are just how for does, the community. How does private management then approach this? Because private management um, seems to be able to keep things affordable. I mean, I was I was looking here at uh, at Sioux Falls, for instance. I think they were one of the, weren't they one of the they centers? Yeah. 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 I was looking at them. They, they have a Judd's concert coming up with Little Big Town and Faith Hill and everything. And, and their tickets are Fifty six to three hundred and ninety dollars. Very respectable for an act of of that magnitude, of that popularity. Um, so how so how is private management able to fiscally uh, do this and make it work? I don't know. Is three hundred and ninety dollars a reasonable ticket fee to go see a concert? Well, up front, Morgan Wallen at Metro. Look what that was. What yeah. seven fifty for the seats up front or something yeah. like and, that? And starting yeah. at hundred bucks. And and you yeah. know what? They sold them. Yep. They sold them. So, um, you know, people will will pay uh, depending who their their acts and, and their artists are. But but this company, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to figure out how are they able to do that and make it work for a community. And we're comparable to Sioux Falls. Uh, you know, so. oh, we're, we're 170,000. I think they're a million. Mm-hmm. Are they, well, yeah, I guess they're general yeah. areas. Yeah, yeah, so you have some different tax. Casper, you know, yeah, yeah. places like that. Casper is so. getting a subsidy too. Are they? <clears throat> it's all about the people in the end. Mm-hmm. It's really not about privatization or mm. public. It's the people that are running the facilities. There's well-run private facilities that don't get a subsidy. There's well-run public facilities that don't get a subsidy. Mm-hmm. It's just all about, like Commissioner Ostland said, the policies that are set by the commission, the directives that are given to Metro Park Management, and then we fall into line and we do what we're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And if the county commissioners want us to reduce the subsidy as one of the important priorities mm-hmm. going forward, we can do that. Mm-hmm. And we can probably do that in ways that aren't going to really be punitive on our our community but we've never really been given that chance all that happened was you know we're we're always portrayed as the guys that are kind of holding down the fort while we wait for the professionals to mm. come in and tell us how to do it right for what's uh, what's the um so we have this nine million dollar budget uh at metro park what's the majority of the budget go to is La- it labor, labor and utilities. Yes. Can, I mean, you imagine uh, if you look at what inflation's done. Mm-hmm. Last year, I bought propane; it was ninety-nine cents. Mm-hmm. This year, it's two dollars. Okay, so that's that's a hundred percent in my book. Mm-hmm. And and utilities are enormous part of what we do down there. If you look at the lights that run down there, and think oh, of yeah. what it costs to heat and air condition mm-hmm. the pavilion, the expo center, and the and the arena. Utilities are enormous, and then maintenance and upkeep. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at the size of these buildings, Paul. And the parking lots and all that stuff. And, and everything that's down there has a maintenance uh, agenda with it. You know, you got to repave the parking lots. you got to repaint the buildings. you got to upgrade the electrical. you got to put so, in camper spots. So if you, had, if you had a private management agreement, for instance, uh, couldn't that be part of the agreement? They have to uh, pay X amount of dollars every year for upgrade, operation, um, utilities they're responsible for, uh they have to be bonded so it's guaranteed to the county 
Uh, can that all be part of a private management agreement? It should be. Yeah, absolutely. It should be. Um, and that for that uh, relieves the necessary tax burden and budget pressure that we be put on the county. It's something we could ask for. I'm not sure how it will work, but yeah. But I mean, do yeah. I, I? Because I'm oblivious to this. Do private management companies do they do those kind of things with facilities? Well, I don't know. I've asked, I've raised some questions about what you say there, and ask. Well, okay, if we're going to expect them to come in and raise some revenues and stuff, I said, are we going to have a threshold? So if they don't meet those goals, that there's a penalty clause. Right. I said, how do we get rid of them? If they charge us for $500,000 a year to manage and the facility starts to degrade and it's not taken care of well enough, how do we get rid of them? You need an exit strategy and a contract that doesn't work. And just like you, I'm, I'm all for that. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't appear that they want to step in and say, we're going to do this. Oh, yeah. Well, and that's... it doesn't appear that the commissioners have set a threshold because I've asked for it publicly a half a dozen times. Mm-hmm. Are we going to set a threshold that says you got to reduce that county taxpayer funding by a certain amount mm-hmm. i haven't got that answer yet so i would ask for it yeah oh yeah we would de- you would definitely have to but i mean it would if if they're willing to do that they'll assume all the cost all the maintenance all the operation all no. the utilities no you know um that's a different animal well they're getting paid and we've still got all the risk right and i mean um you know then they're paying the expenses because uh right now we're doing that and we're not making budget. So uh, I can understand why investigating it to see what it would put out. And you said the report comes out on, on when? The- well, we're going to have the responses back from the request for proposals on the 20th of September. On the 20th? Yeah, on yeah. the 20th. Well, would adding events, uh, would adding events or extra dates to the calendar do anything to uh, fiscally... Uh, help the budget and Metro Park and reduce taxpayer reliance? Of course it would. And I, I'll let Tim talk about that because mm. you're talking about scheduling. And we're actually, if you look at the calendar, because mm. I've been on some time, Mark and Paul, and mm. I'll let you guys listen to the or look at the calendar mm. and listen to how many days it takes to set up and tear down. You know, you have a rodeo come in, you got to move dirt in. Right. You have a concert come in, you got to set up a stage. There is a tear down and se- there's a downtime associated with every event that no one seems to understand mm-hmm. and we're the facility is booked up right i mean it's booked up most of the time in fact a lot of times when concerts go through and go to bozeman or missoula or something mm-hmm. it isn't that we don't want them it's that those dates are already booked up by an rv show or something else down there and there isn't an opportunity to provide a workable date for them so yes you can you never have too many events down there so so what would the uh, what would the expansion project uh, then do to the facility? The one that was in it's in the pre planning uh, stage that they they talk about is is uh, well it, it talked about a lot of things, but one of the things it talked about was an open air theater that seems to be the deal right now that could add other events to it. Mm-hmm. But it's like everything else that comes with additional staffing, additional maintenance, and all the responsibilities that go with it. So, right. And, so and, could it? You know, I don't know if I've investigated enough. Tim can probably tell you more mm, about that to, yeah. to he, have an opinion. Yeah. What what uh, what kind of cost are they looking at for the expansion uh, project, Tim? Then, if if that would go through, uh, well, the expansion project is is kind of on ice right now mm. because the decision was made to focus on management right. first. Um, my contention was that we could always do both. 
we could work on the capital project at the same time and then look at management while we were doing that because a capital project of the size that we were talking about, which was 80 to 100 million bucks, mm. is going to take, Whew. you know, two to three years to plan and to, and to institute and to get going. And in that period of time, we could have done everything that we're doing now mm-hmm. and then be ready to break ground on this new investment in Metro Park, which would last us for the next 50 years. That's a big pill to swallow. Yeah, but... Yeah, and I'm going to guess that taxpayers would fund that because that would be a bond levy. Or absolutely. Oof, boy. So, and you're talking about raising money yeah. for the community. Mm-hmm. That's what you talked about before. Yeah. So the expansion of a public facility like that doesn't come without a big cost. No. And, you know, people are strapped already. Um, they're getting it from everywhere. And uh, to go back to keep going back to the well over and over again. Uh, I'm with you 100%. In it's fact, getting I'll tell difficult. You what, that's why I'm concerned about parking fees and raising the prices. Because if we do that, you have to decide whether you're going to fill your gas tank up or go to a concert. Uh, what were uh, what were the benefits that the uh, the, the uh, what Sioux Falls, Casper, a couple of their representatives came? What were some of the benefits that they said? Uh, would be for the community if privatization were to occur. The I mean, pri- yeah. Let's be fair here. Let's let's tell what their what their case was. The primary benefits that they all talk about are policies and procedures, and the ability to access a network of people in other buildings to help you figure out what's going on in yours, or to come up with new initiatives or priorities that are based that are working in other markets. That's mm. that's the primary thing that they talk about, and then they're able to offload the operation of an enterprise fund to um, professional management companies. Mm. That's what they say is the primary benefit. Sioux Falls has been privately managed, I think, since 1990. So the current mayor didn't go through this transition period. And that's the big difference for us versus Sioux Falls or Nampa Mm -hmm. is that they're already in place and they're doing it that way. They didn't do this transition. There was never an opportunity given to the public sector to do it right, just like you're saying, Mm. to be able to operate without a a taxpayer investment every year. Mm -hmm. And those are the two things that they talked about most of the time. And because they're at the table and they're dealing with multiple um, arenas and multiple markets, then the chances that they can direct artists to come and play in our building are better. But like Commissioner Ostlin said, I mean, we're up to our eyeballs with dates already. Just from January through the end of August, we had 36 events in the arena. And each one of those events involves a load in and a load out Mm -hmm. so now you're looking at what a hundred days and what days do you want to do an event in the arena on a monday on a tuesday on a wednesday if you're a concert no you want a friday or a saturday so are those are those private management companies then are they able to make it profitable for the city of casper and sioux falls or is casper in sioux falls lose money with their private management Sometimes they are, and sometimes they aren't. Mm -hmm. It's like I said before, you can have successful private-managed facilities Mm -hmm. and successful public-managed facilities. You know, just to add, there's there's other components that are important to everybody, important to the taxpayers and the user groups and that. When we had, uh, just before Bill, Bill Dutcher was here for two years, so we had two years' notice that he was going to retire. We had plenty of time, but we postponed interviewing uh, replacements for him until just a month or two before Bill left. And we interviewed three uh, people that were, or two people that were uh, 
possible candidates for Metro Park. Both of them had a lot of wisdom. Both of them interviewed really well. And they both had a lot of public and private experience. Mm-hmm. And when I asked them the question, Paul, I said, in your opinion, tell me the difference between public and private management and what's the most important component. They both had the same answer. The most, the most important component, according to them, was local control. Mm-hmm. And when you give up local control, you give up a lot of other things with that. Right. Well, that's true. So has, as Metra, have we ever finished on the plus side at Metra? No. Uh, we never. No. Not, not since it's been there. 2022 is the best financial performance in the history of Metro Park. And that was this current year. Yes. Even with the pandemic, all that kind of stuff. Uh, we're coming out of the pandemic. Yeah. So there was a bit of a rebound, too, because people had all that mm-hmm. stimulus money and they were stuck inside for two years and they're ready to rock and roll again. Mm-hmm. Paul, you need to determine what the benchmark is for success, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're, you're determining the benchmark for success is that we used $800,000 of public money to support the facility this year mm-hmm. if you ask tractor supply company and shiptons and all of the others about the 150 million dollars in the retail stores that we draw into the community because the facility is there it was built with taxpayer money mm-hmm. it was built to be the economic engine i think it's very successful yeah you know i mean i i don't agree that that's wasted money and i don't agree that we're subsidizing i think the things that we subsidize are very very important to the community mm-hmm. and i think ag is the number one industry the nile and 4-h are, are is directly connected to ag the nile has been our partner down there for 45 years and it's a big component. And, and quite honestly, I, I don't hear any kickback from the public about those events being yeah. primarily subsidized by the county. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think there's any I don't think there's any remorse or uh, any harsh feelings about having a facility that offers recreational and entertainment opportunities for the public. I mean, that's just that's just part of the deal. I mean, every community, thriving community, you have to do that. It's just how we run it. And how efficiently we do it, and and how much of the taxpayer is going to need to supplement that because user uh, users of that facility won't pay the way. Do you know how much the taxpayer subsidy was in twenty twenty one for for a three hundred thousand dollar house? No, thirty six dollars and fifty four cents annually. $36.54. Yep, that's how much a $300,000 house subsidized Metro Park. Okay, but when you take in the total county, <laughs> it's a little higher than that. It is, but that's the impact on an individual taxpayer, which from my point of view is the important thing. Right, and and that is low impact. But when you have everything else thrown into the county, mm-hmm. that all goes into the taxes, it adds up. So, oh, yeah. though you prioritize what do I what do I what do I need the most? Do I need good roads? Do I need a prison that's going to put all these buttheads in jail? Do I need all of that first, or do I need a horse barn? Prioritize. Uh, what's more important? Our recreational facility, law enforcement, uh, public school buildings, you know, other things like that, uh, all rely on tax dollars. So when you when you put it all in there, and keep going to the same person for all of it. Uh, it would seem that we would have to generate and run our recreational things as well as all those other ventures more efficiently. Uh, more we can do that. F- more fiscally responsibly. We can so, do that. Well, here's what I want you to do then. Um, when you guys get that, uh, when you get that report 
you can either come back if you want to do that, and we can go over that report. We can go over the numbers, you know, so people can get the, the truth. Send us a copy of it or something, uh, because I think it would be very interesting for our listeners to learn about that. We can do all the above, and I'd like to. Okay. Enjoy, enjoy the opportunity to be on with you, too. Thank you. Yeah, all right. Fun. No problem. Thank Thanks, you. guys, for coming in. Three-word suggestion, just to help you out. Cheryl Crow concert. Just saying. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Mark will subsidize that. You know, they lifted his restraining order so he can go again now. Well, that's great. I'll tell you, his ticket will be a little more than the other. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He'll pay. He's in. <laughs> <laughs>